The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? Welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. I am your host, Sam Long, and I am joined by my co-host today, Caleb the Bean Jubal, and our special guest, Green Bay, Wisconsin native, Kansas Westland product, and quarterback for your Topeka Tropics, Dylan Van Boxel. Everyone, give him a warm welcome from the Flyover State Sports Show. I know you can't hear it, but we are clapping. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Good. You're good. All good. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, Dylan, we really appreciate you coming on to the show today. Um, for some background notice, um, the pod and everyone went to the final home game of the Topeka Tropics game last Saturday. So, what would that be? May 20th. Mm-hmm. We were able to obtain box seats via an auction and thought, my God, this is the greatest idea we've ever had. (laughs) And we got to watch you guys win your first game of the season. It was electric. You guys beat the Southeast Kansas Storm, and that team sucked ass. (laughs) (laughs) As their quarterback wore number 21, which means he's an insurance salesman. He was the Shea Patterson of the indoor football league. Game. Yeah, yeah. What was what was what was Shea was like twenty? I think right? he was. Yeah, he was twenty. 20. I think. Yeah, yeah. which I think twenty one is even more scrub, isn't it? Like, so I will say, I will say, they just signed him. So I don't know if maybe oh. they like because he played for uh, the team in Gillette, Wyoming, and they had just signed him. So I don't know. Maybe they ran out of single digit numbers, or I I don't know. I, that's you gotta ask oh, them man. about that. That's, oh, no. that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. I I know I specifically so not to get too much into the game, but I know specifically I yelled at him on the first play of the game that he was, I believe, quote, trash as fuck because he wore twenty one and then he threw a touchdown two plays later to start the game. So I'm glad I, uh... that he was bad after that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put that first one on you then for sure. That's, I got <laughs> for the, sure. I put that first one on you. So that's I don't hey, know. Hey, you know, you know, I'm willing to take it. So <laughs> we we'll get into the interview for you right now. But first, we want to say, you know, Gavin, if you're listening, I hope that the plumbing you're doing right now <laughs> is going fine. I you heard know? he's replumbing his whole house. You know how difficult that is. I know he is really a man's man. He knows his way in and out of a septic tank man you, you got to know your way around a pipe in order to plumb man but, hey that's 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 great hu- that, that's great husband material man, honestly. i know great husband material. i know like I, I hope kenzie's listening too yes because, I hope. You know, she can know full and well that she made the correct decision well yes, think about this the, the last three weeks he's recited his house he's redoing his plumbing he's redone his floor like man he's he's done he's got a new house now Dude. 
I know. It's his house is like the ship of Theseus. It's like, is it the same house or is it a completely new house? <laughs> no, so we have to look means at some point I'm going to need your take on the ship of Theseus. Not now, because Dylan you... is a high quality guest and deserves our respect and not to waste his time. No, you no, completely pulled that name out of your ass. I don't know what you just said. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell that. I'll be honest, I have Wait, no you idea. You don't what know what is, the so. ship of Theseus is? No. no. All right. How about this, Beans? I'll basically the 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 deal of it is is if you have a ship, right? And over the course of time, you replace the ship board by board. Is it mm -hmm. the same ship, or is it a new ship? Holy at shit! What at what point does the ship become new? When you pull well, off the never, last, the, when you well, pull no, off the it, last board. But is it ever new if you keep just replacing one board? Because then that board becomes old. Exactly. Again, it pretty much turns into when does it become a completely different ship? Is it like when over fifty percent of the boards are replaced? Does it never become a new ship because it's always the same ship? Or is it a completely new ship every time you replace a board? So if you remodel your basement, is it a new house? I'm going to say no. Like if you completely gut and remodel your house, it's still your house. So I'm going to go again, no. It's just, again, this was a perfect no. question for you because you're an idiot who thinks if you slice <laughs> a sandwich a different way, you get more sandwich. Okay. So. All right. We got Dylan, I got to ask you a serious question before. I know we're like, we're not even in the interview. <laughs> no, we're not in the interview. <laughs> okay. Is no, it true? Is it true that a sandwich is bigger if you cut it diagonally than it is cutting it down the middle? No, but I will say, I will say. So I am a firm believer that you can eat more pizza if it's cut in squares than like normal slices. Because now, hear me out on this. You think like, oh, it's just like a couple bites, so you just keep eating the squares versus taking like a whole piece. Does that make sense? So are you yeah, an eight, so you so you're an eight piece of pizza guy, not a six slice. So I am a squares guy. Well, depending on what kind of what the pizza's good, what kind of mood I'm in. I, if it's cut in squares, wonder, you're gonna eat more pizza. You're gonna eat more pizza. I guarantee it. I I, I would like. I, I want to study on that. it. But. I don't disagree with that honestly. Um, I think also part of that is is a lot of the time when you cut it into squares, it's also thinner pizza which is just easier to eat more of. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. I will. Yeah, that is true. It's always thin crust. Yeah. I think, I think it was Yogi Berra. He, he ordered pizza and the waitress asked, would you like uh, six slices or eight slices? And he said, better do six. I don't know if I could eat eight slices. <laughs> yeah, man. I love Yogi Berra. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you squares, you eat more pizza. So I'm if like, somebody I, asks you that, do I you want that, six? Though. If somebody asks you, do you want six or eight slices? You're saying square. <laughs> well, if it's six or eight, I'm gonna if I'm if I'm hungry, I'm gonna say six slices. No, I would say eight. If I'm hungry, I'm gonna say eight slices because the slices are smaller. So you think, oh, like what's another slice? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. It makes sense in my head. I don't know if it, I, 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 mean, I know the whole, said it out loud. I mean, the whole damn like pizza, the regardless. It's like dinner yeah. plate. Like oh, yeah. if you have a smaller dinner plate, you eat less because yep. it, you think you eat, you know, mm -hmm. you think that you eat the same amount. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. We have completely <laughs> deep us being philosophical. <laughs> All right, Beads. Now that I've totally derailed you with ships about, <laughs> or with questions about ships and we've talked pizza. pizza and everything. 
I think it's time to ask Dylan some legitimate, hard-hitting, reportive questions. Well, I think the sandwich cut diagonally is pretty hard-hitting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I agree with that. And also, you're an idiot for asking that and believing it. So. I'm going to ask everybody that we bring on, man. I, it's going to be it's going to be like freaking the governor of Kansas. I'm going to be like, tell me. Nope. Tell we're me. Gonna, we're going to have on like, I don't know. Like Joe Biden will come on this podcast or something. You ask him that, and Joe will just like leave or something. <laughs> he, <laughs> so he, doesn't, he doesn't have. He doesn't have. He doesn't have. Actually, it would be really funny. Is he might say, "You're an idiot, Jack." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right, Dylan. Well, we'd like to thank you for first off by taking time and joining our show. Um, it. Uh, do you want to give us like your resume, kind of, kind of a little bit of background of who you are, where you're from, stuff like that, where. Where <laughs> you went to a pretty kick-ass college at, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so I appreciate you guys having me on first and foremost. Um, so yeah, as uh, as you guys mentioned, I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, born and raised, grew up like ten minutes from Lambeau, so that's always just really cool, you know, being around that. And you know, they call it title town for a reason. And you know, we've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks with Farvin Rogers back to back, so you know, just being around that in a football town was really cool growing up. And you kind of love football if you're from Green Bay. Um, I went to Green Bay Preble High School um, and played football there and stuff. And then uh, out of high school, I committed to the University of Mary, um, a Division II school um, in North Dakota uh, in the NSIC. Are they the, they're the Pirates? Ah, uh, the Marauders. The Marauders. The Marauders. Yeah. That's what they uh, are. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty sick, uh, pretty sick uh, mascot. Logo, I love their so. color combo. Their their combo yep. and yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah, the blue and orange and stuff. So yeah, so um, went there my uh, red shirt freshman year, um, and they had switched to a triple option offense, which <laughs> didn't yeah didn't really fit me playing quarterback. <laughs> that uh, yeah playing quarterback that did not fit me at all. So. Uh, <laughs> I transferred uh, after my first semester there, um, and I had to have a Laborman rotator cuff surgery on my shoulder. Uh, so I had that, and then I was coming back from that and was doing some rehab throwing and that kind of thing, going through the whole rehab process. And I uh, felt a little twinge in my elbow, um, and I played baseball in high school and played baseball my whole life too. So uh, I kind of was a little concerned, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you know, I, I knew what could potentially be coming and I was like, Oh, you know, haven't thrown in a while, just, you know, getting back into it, whatever. And a couple throws later, I threw it and I just heard a snap and, oh. uh, tore my UCL. Um, oh. oh, so yeah. So I had, uh, Tommy John surgery then, uh, after oh, that. Wow. So I was fortunate though. Um, so Dr. McKenzie, who is the uh, Packers team doctor did my shoulder surgery. And oh, that's he said, pretty like, cool. Yeah, and he said, like, I don't really touch elbows. Um, he said, those are a whole other thing, which I completely understand after having the surgery. Um, and so uh, we were talking about different surgeons, and he mentioned, you know, if you wanted to, you, um, I know uh, Dr. James Andrews, you know, famous surgeon stuff from Alabama, and um, his practice is actually down in Gulf Breeze, Florida now. And uh, so he reached out to him. The Packers actually played the – Redskins, Commanders, whatever the Washington football team. Um, that 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 one team in the DC yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, that one team. Um, they actually played him shortly after that, and uh, he was their team doctor. Dr. Andrews was at the time, and so uh, Dr. McKenzie uh, talked to him at the game and said, "Hey, like I got this kid up here that needs uh, Tommy John and all this stuff," and uh, so it was really cool. Um, that January, I got to go down there, 
uh, to Gulf Breeze, Florida, and he did my elbow surgery, um, which just, wow. it was really cool just being in his office, like his office, every uh, like little room and stuff has like tons of jerseys on the wall. <laughs> um, the PT place, the physical therapy place that I went to for a couple of days after was nuts, like uh, tons of dudes in there um, doing stuff. Actually, uh, Bryce Love, who was a running back at Stanford. Yeah. And I don't, oh, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember where he got drafted, but I know he got drafted. He, he got uh, drafted by. Uh, oh, S- Sam's the guy that Sam's a sports nut. He knows no, his stuff. Let me think here for a second. Wasn't he a commander? Wasn't he a was it Washington? Because he, he was. Up. He was with guys, wasn't he? With he was with uh, Darius Geis or uh, right, right? I'm not. <sighs> Man, I, I, got can't, I can't remember. For the, yeah, pick. I know. He, yeah, so he's a fourth round pick, and uh, it was mm-hmm. cool. He was actually there doing because uh, he had torn his uh, basically his whole knee up. I think in the bowl game or yeah, yeah, early yeah. on that year, whatever, yeah, whatever it was. He, like he tore it up real bad. I remember that. Yeah. So he, uh, so he was there doing his rehab and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so did that, and then uh, went to a junior college, uh, Rochester Community Technical College, um, and that's in Rochester. Wh- Rochester, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, in Rochester, Minnesota. Um, wow. And played there, uh, gosh, that was fall of 2019. And uh, did pretty well with all conference and stuff. And uh, got the offer from Kansas Wesleyan, took that. Uh, so basically going into 2020, that spring semester, I transferred to K-Dub. And uh, that's when COVID happened. And That was uh, a shitty time. Yeah, that, that was, was horrible. That was something I'll never – like nobody – I hope anyways, we'll ever like experience something like that again. So that was, well, uh, were you, were you, you were at k when, when COVID hit or like, like, so we, our, we, we, oops, we were on spring break. I think. Yeah. And like, we and were just like, we were just chilling. Like we were thinking, Oh, we'll come back to class, you know, here in a couple of days. And then just like, all of a sudden, no, it's, we're going to give it another week. And then a week turned into a month and then month was like, Oh, we'll see you yeah. in August. <laughs> That's yeah. That, that was I, like the craziest thing is like, it was supposed to be an extra week and all of a sudden it was a month and then the whole rest of the spring semester and yeah. all that stuff. So that was just a wild time. I yeah, it, was, it, was, it was too, man. They just told us to go. They told us to just get the, fuck out of there yeah that's really what it was like they even like kata i don't know if you were living in the dorms at the time or not mm-hmm. um but they had to ship people's stuff and boxes because like nobody came back well that's i actually had a lot of my stuff for whatever kind, kind of because i was only there for the seven weeks or eight weeks or whatever it was yeah so i kind of like was kind of like switching some stuff out i guess to bring back and then um, back home and then bring some stuff back and uh i remember i didn't even go and get the rest of my stuff until like april or may i think because i mean i didn't really need any of it but it was crazy yeah. like yeah like they like you said like they had to ship people stuff and that was just a wild time i don't know that was crazy um but yeah so then COVID happened and then we played fall semester um and I was kind of coming back from that still. And then what, I don't remember how many games we played, like eight, I think it was. It was, it was half a season because we split fall and spring. We did like half the season in the fall and then took the winter break and then came back in the spring. Yeah, which that to me also was like so unique and crazy, like to play like, because I mean, normally you have like spring ball and stuff like that, but yeah. we had like meaningful games in spring. So that was like just kind of crazy. And then like um, determining who's all conference and like, April is just super weird to me. Like it, it was just an awkward time. 
Well, and then I know, like, we had guys that actually graduated. Yeah, like, I graduated the in the winter fall. semester. Yeah. yeah, or the fall semester. Yeah, in the fall semester. And then, so we lost some guys, but then we also got transfers in for spring semester. So, like, so your, whole, had, like your whole team could flip just from graduation and transfers. It's the ship of Theseus, see? <laughs> it's really, really, though, yeah. Like, it was, yeah. it was so crazy. Like, it was just, I don't know. And so, yeah, so we, we did. We got, and we brought in, like, a decent number of dudes. So we, uh, you know, so then we had the rest of the spring and stuff like that. And then I was actually done with my degree. And so the original plan was that the scholarship was going to pay for grad school and stuff like that. But then obviously COVID happened. Everyone yeah. got the extra year, you know, I'm sure you remember <clears throat> that oops and all that. So then I remember K-Dub said, oh, like, we're not going to honor any of that, like whatever. And so, uh. Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, good. We, yeah. we got a dog on our show usually anyways. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so I kind of was like, shoot, like, I don't know what to do. Like, and it was, like Kato's master's program is, I think, business or something. Yeah, I, MB- I, MBA. I, yeah, and I was exercise science. So it didn't really, like, apply. You know, I was just going to do it to play, to be honest. And so yeah. um, my uh, junior college quarterback coach, uh, Emmanuel Lewis, uh, we stayed in touch. We had a really good relationship. He uh, was coaching over in Germany um, in the GFL for a team called the Rostock Griffins. Um, and they had just lost their quarterback in the preseason. I don't know what happened. And I said, yeah. And, you know, and so we started talking and uh, he said, you know, how soon can you be here? And I said, well, I have to graduate, like, you know, finish the classes and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, just give me like a couple days at home to kind of get my life together, basically to go overseas. <laughs> Cause I'd never, I mean, I've been to Mexico twice before that, but never really been to Europe or anything like yeah. that. So that was, that was a whole experience. Um, but yeah, so then uh, went over there. I actually flew there the day they played their first game. Um, and so, yeah, so then I played over there, um, did pretty well over there my first year. And then, um, so I guess, you know, that was all of summer um, after I graduated in spring and stuff like that. And then came back home, was working out, stuff like that. And then signed with a team um, in Mexico, the Juarez Jefes. Wow. And yeah. So, and it was their uh, first year as an organization and as a franchise. So that was really cool just to be kind of part of that and mm-hmm. build something, I guess, that way. And uh, that was in, it used to be, so there used to be two leagues in Mexico. It was the FAM and then the LFA. And Were then these indoor the, or outdoor leagues? Uh, all outdoor. All outdoor. And 11, 11 man? Okay. Yep, yep. Yep. Sorry, okay. Sorry, yep. Yep. And uh, so then, so I played down in Mexico. Um, it was the FAM at the time, but now they combined and it's the LFA. That was a tough league. Um, I remember we, uh, we played a couple really good dudes. We played like a defensive end that played at South Carolina. I think it was, um, we played a linebacker that was, uh, all sec at Mississippi state. Um, so there were, there were some dudes down there. Um, and I, I did, I did pretty well down there too. So, um, got some good film and stuff like that. And, uh, so did that. And then their season starts a lot earlier than it does yeah. over in German, over in Germany <clears throat> and stuff in Europe in general. So we were done. I think like right before the 4th of July, maybe like end of June, early July, mm-hmm. something like that. So I came home, um, wasn't really like planning on signing anywhere else or anything like that. Um, and uh, the Lubick Cougars, who actually I played against them when I was with Rostock, um, they uh, messaged me and they had just lost their quarterback. And they said, hey, like we have four games left. Um, I think I think I was there for like six weeks, something like that. So I was like, 
shoot, I might as well. Like, you know, and, wow. uh, they were, in, they, they, yeah, they were in the hunt to win it all and stuff like that. So, um, I think they were a game out of first place. And so, uh, I said, yeah, screw it. Like, might as well, you know, vacation to <laughs> Europe for six weeks to end the summer. And Holy shit. Play, play, yeah, play, play a little more football. So I think I was home for like two weeks, something like that. And then uh, I flew over there and uh, we were, we had four games left. We were three and one. I played pretty well, had some good numbers and good film again and stuff. And uh, they, uh, we, we ended up finishing a game out of first place, which sucked. But uh, yeah. that, that was a really cool experience. Anytime you play with different dudes and mm-hmm. obviously guys from different countries and stuff, it's just a really cool experience. So, um, yeah, so I did that and then uh, got home from that. And same kind of thing as the year before, just worked out and kind of stayed ready. And shortly after I got home, um, I did get an invite to the XFL draft pool. Um, and talked to a few teams there. And then I did a workout in uh, this past January down in Dallas um, for a couple of CFL teams and some USFL teams and stuff like that. And I uh, did pretty well and talked to a couple of teams and stuff like that. And uh, was actually going to go back to Mexico to play for a team. And uh, I, the more I talked to the CFL teams and the USFL teams, I said, hey, you know, it's a little bit easier if you stick around the States um, to potentially get signed. So I was thinking, okay. So, you know, I was just kind of going through some of my options then. And uh, Topeka, uh, the Tropics, um, and I never played indoor football, but they had contacted me. And so I started talking with them and talked to my agent about it. And we both thought it was a good situation and stuff like that. So um, decided to stay in the States um, and do the whole indoor nice. thing. And uh, go ahead. No, keep going. Yeah, so did the whole indoor thing. And uh, that that was a unique experience. Um, I liked it, but... Uh, and like, there's a team in Green Bay, the Green Bay Blizzard, um, and stuff like that. And so, you know, I went to the games as a kid, so I kind of had an idea. Yeah. But it's one of those things. Like, once you start playing, it's just a little bit different. And so, yeah. the more I started doing it, I was like, "Dang, this is like a lot different, actually." Um, <laughs> and so, you know, just because like, I mean, there's eight guys on the field, and you yeah, know, it's just a different game, you know, and there's different rules oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So, I'm gonna forget my first game. We played in Salina actually against Liberty, and. I kind of had an idea of like what it was going to be like, but there were still like rules that I was like learning and like yeah. how to, did you play, you know, against, what did you play against Shaq? I did play Shaq. Uh, Shaq, <laughs> he, uh, he, Shaq he, he uh, sacked me one time. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that one Shaq, but I, I got around him. I got around him on another one. So I, I think, I think we're, we're pretty even there. So um, yeah. So it, and that, like I said, it was just a really cool experience. Um, the people in Topeka were awesome. So that was really cool. But then uh, just indoor football as a whole is just a different game. So it was good for me to kind of learn, I think, this first year and just try to understand a little better, I guess, if that yeah. makes sense. So which which league do you think was more, I'm not going to say like the most fun, because I feel like football is just in general fun. Uh, what was the most memorable for you, you know, like playing in Mexico or Europe or Germany? Um, I Kansas would say Westland. Because, uh, <laughs> the most memorable for me was actually probably the Rosak Griffins my first year just because we had a really close um, import group. So there were eight yeah. of us, um, four from the States and then four from different countries around Europe. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. And actually one from Australia, uh, Brendan, who he's, that guy is hilarious. He's so funny, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just, I've never met an Australian until him. And that was just the whole experience in itself. But that, yeah, that was, that was a really fun summer. Um, we had the best year they've ever had there. Um, we're in contention again to win. And I think we finished a game or two out of first and uh, yeah, that was just because it was my first time in Europe, so it was eye-opening that way. Um, I played for a coach that I was familiar with, and he has been over in Europe and played over there too, so he kind of 
helped me out and showed me the ropes a little bit with some of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, but definitely that first year in Germany was really special. And I still talk to, we still talk in the group chat and stuff with those guys. And yeah. That kind of thing. So that, that, that was really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you would go overseas and stuff like that, or like even in Mexico, like you're speaking different languages, how, how did you like adapt to, how did you adapt to all that? So we did have like a person that would kind of help us translate and stuff like that. Um, God, that would be so crazy. Like the coach is relaying in something <laughs> and then the translator has to relay it into you. So, so, so I will say like the football side of it <clears throat> for the most part, um, anywhere is in English, which that's really, helps. yeah. That's good. Yep. So I would say everywhere I played 95% of the guys on the team spoke pretty good English. So, okay. you know, that was never really a big issue. You know, there'd be a guy or two that maybe didn't know a ton, but enough to communicate and yeah. know the scheme and stuff like that. So. Um, that was never really a big issue. Um, but like when we would just be like out and about in the city or, you know, going out to eat, it was a challenge at times. Or like even like yeah. in Europe, like being on the trains and, you know, stuff like that. Like the only thing I really remember from German is nine, which means like no. And ya is like, yes. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then the, the biggest one is which means like i don't speak any german sorry and so i would say that and then i think you if people spoke english they caught on pretty quick yeah and uh it would you know and then it was nice that they'd speak english but uh and then like the translator would be around every now and then and then uh, otherwise it was just google translate I mean, i'll never forget the first there you time go grocery, the first time i went grocery shopping in uh germany was an experience because i didn't know what the hell like any of, I mean, it was like some similar stuff, obviously, but just like what the names were. And I was kind of like, I had, I had Google translate like on my phone, like, yeah, you know, looking at it like really hard and stuff like that. <laughs> and so that, uh, that, that was an experience, but yeah. And then like down in Mexico, I took Spanish in high school. So I knew a little bit, I don't speak it oh. very well, but um, <laughs> I, I know it, I know it well enough to communicate at least like very broad things. So that uh that was never really a big issue down there really over in europe where it was kind of just a whole a whole experience so would all the americans like stay in a pack like you guys were like brothers at that point yes and no so no? obviously like okay. everywhere everywhere i, I play like i've been very close with the americans and stuff like that but you the, i think the coolest part is you get to meet and experience you know football and life with you know guys from other countries and one of my good friends, his name is Brecht. He uh, was one of our imports, but he's from uh, Belgium. And so um, I, I actually lived with him. And so it was really cool. Cause like, you know, like, and he was from Europe. So he kind of knows how Europe works a little bit better than I did. And uh, so him and I, we stayed in touch and we still talk, but uh, like when him and I would do stuff, it was really cool. And I went to uh, visit him last year when I was in uh, Europe and Belgium and stuff. So that was just like really cool to kind of meet some of those guys. and just experience their culture and stuff like that. Did, and did they, do they, how does housing work? Do they help cover that? Do you have to pay for your own? I know some, I know some places are different. Uh, I didn't know how they worked in that so or operated. I would, from my own experience, housing has always been covered. So that's good. Even, yeah, in Spica, they, even in Topeka? Yeah. Yep. Even in Topeka. Wow. That's that's, awesome. that's that's pretty nice. I mean, so, that's a yeah, big, so that's, big portion. And that's like, yeah, not only is it a big money portion, but it's also like, I know guys, even like when they get drafted in the NFL, there's like a coordinator that has to, you know, help them find a place. And yeah. you know, so not, not having to do that stuff, let alone in a foreign country, um, you know, when I'm overseas is definitely nice, you know, so it's, it, it's really not too bad, the living stuff, so. Okay. Sam, do you have any questions? So you're obviously very well traveled. 
Um, that's what I was going to say too. <laughs> I know. I'm taking in kind of all the experiences and all the places you've been. Um, honestly, kind of what was your favorite place? I mean, it doesn't have to be Europe or Mexico. I mean, it could be like kind of any of them that you've been other than Green Bay because Green Bay's home and like Green Bay and home's always number one. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, so I would say favorite place I've played like from a pure like city standpoint and people and stuff like that was actually in uh, Lubbock, Germany. Um, okay. It's beautiful there. Um, down Their downtown is beautiful. There's like a, uh, it's kind of like an island. I think it might be an island actually. So there's like a river that kind of like runs like along or like on the outskirts of the downtown area. Um, and I lived right down there. So that was really cool um, to be there. There's a bunch of like really nice places you could eat like kind of on the water and yeah. stuff like that. So that was, yeah, that was like a beautiful place. And it was um, a very, it was technically, which I learned a lot when I was over there in West Germany. And so um, that, so a lot, like a lot more people spoke English there. Um, and it was just like, it, I don't know, it was just like a really cool and fun place to live. Um, so that was probably my favorite place that I've ever lived and played um favorite place i've ever been um like playing even or just traveling um copenhagen denmark was really cool which that kind of shocked me i feel like copenhagen um, would be a kind of a cool place yeah, that, <laughs> it was that was and that was like i mean I, obviously i knew what it was but you know you hear a lot of the other cities but copenhagen was really cool um I, Amsterdam is just really cool just because there's a lot going on in Amsterdam and yeah. the crazy part to me about Amsterdam was everybody spoke English um so that makes it like, that makes it very nice <laughs> yeah like there's like a like, there's a lot of people I think they speak Danish there there's a lot of people that live in Amsterdam and work in Amsterdam that don't even speak Danish um so that was like so Amsterdam was really cool and obviously there's like a lot there and then um down in Mexico there's some really cool places we went Mexico City was massive like I know however many like 30 million people live there and stuff like that but we uh flew in for the game there and we got off the plane got all our stuff got on the bus to take us to the hotel and the bus ride to the hotel was like an hour i think it was, it was pretty long like, i was kind of thinking like damn like where the hell like are we going type thing and we were still like in mexico city after, oh like, wow an hour. yeah it was it was really i did not realize how big mexico, i mean you know you hear it and stuff but until you're there yeah. it's one of those places where it's like wow this is massive kind, kind um, of a follow-up to mexico city real quick so yeah. I, I, I know there's a big to do about like, you know, Denver, for instance, with altitude and Mexico City is even higher than that. So like what were, was there any altitude like stories from playing in Mexico City? What was that like? Were you throwing like 70 yard piss missiles <laughs> up there? So I will say two things. Uh, I could throw it probably seven to eight yards further which was pretty crazy yeah um because i like i like i let one go on a deep ball during warm-ups and i was kind of like holy shit like that, like, <laughs> like i didn't, like didn't think i threw it really you know like i didn't like put a lot into it and i was like damn that thing flew so that that actually was a little bit of an adjustment and then once you start playing even like during warm-ups like i was winded and i was like in good shape like, i've been working out like everything like i wasn't like out of shape but i was winded i be i believe it yeah like altitude's no joke Oh, like, like you said, like when guys go to Denver and play and stuff, it's, it's different for sure. And so that was kind of an adjustment, I think, you know, when I was there and playing in that, cause I had never really played an altitude like that. So that was, uh, that was an experience in itself. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. So I, so I know like in, 
playing in different countries and stuff like that. Like, so you were like having to play from one season to the next season with a different team. Was it hard picking up like uh, uh, the schemes or the playbook from every location, or was it pretty easy to pick up on that kind of stuff? Um, in some ways, it is a challenge, um, just because everyone calls you know whatever differently. You know, mm-hmm. some teams are concept based, some teams are numbers based um, on the routes. Every protection is a little bit different, you know, with how you call it and things like that. But for me, like the easiest way that I kind of learn it is I have to like draw everything out and then, you know, put the name with it. And more often than not, um, there's a lot of, if not exactly the same concepts, very similar concepts. And yeah. so for me, I just like conceptualize it that way. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely like the first couple of weeks, you know, when you're trying to learn the playbook and like when, so when I went over to uh, Lubick, um, they were obviously like in the middle of the season. So that was like really crazy trying to learn it. And like, I flew there on a Thursday. Yeah, I got in Thursday afternoon, went to practice that night and then played on Saturday. So that was like, yeah, that, that, I guess, yeah, that was probably like the craziest thing. You literally Ryan Fitzpatrick that. (laughs) I mean, you're flying seven hours, different country, different, you know, and I'd been there, but still, you know, different place. Like that was wild. That was feel like you were just drawing shit up in the dirt at that point. (laughs) Like, give me the, give me the ball. Let me draw on this ball real quick. I mean, and I think everyone there would tell you, you know, we won and I played okay, you know, and I had, good stats and everything but it was much more of like a, oh let's just make some stuff happen kind of a thing it wasn't like oh yeah. here's how it's drawn up like let's execute it it was no <laughs> like hey let's just get the ball and just find someone with your color jersey on and throw it to him so. <laughs> so, so speaking of all the concepts do you have like one that you love like what like when coach calls it in the you know when coach calls it like you're just jazzed up for it so yeah uh, okay, there's two of them really and I, actually, there's three. So outdoor, my and this is indoor as well. My favorite all time is just four verts, just because <laughs> I love. That's it's such a cheesy answer. <laughs> it's not even like oh, I'm, it's not even like oh, I'm just gonna huck it. It's more like oh, like you know, if it's cover two, I can do this. If it's yeah, you know, you, you take three, more of the you, yeah, yeah. You take more of the schematics. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so definitely four verts is probably my favorite. Um, outside of that, I like dagger a lot. Um, so dagger is yeah. um you have an inside seam um, outside has like a 15 to 18 yard dig. And then you have like a shallow route underneath it. And then, you know, you can tag something backside or, you know, whatever it is. And dagger ha- also has a lot of answers for every coverage. Um, so I just like dagger cause it's an easy read. It's, you know, one of those things. Yeah. And then indoor wise, just cause it's a little bit different. Um, it's uh, I guess this is kind of an outdoor concept though too. It's uh, like a pin concept. So you have a like a dig from number two, and then you have like a deep post over the top. And so you're just picking on the safety. You know, if he takes the dig, then you throw it over the top. If he takes the post, you throw it underneath. And just I that one, especially indoors, because the safeties fly up so much because it's such a fast game. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we had a lot of success with that this year. So that one was probably my favorite indoor one. I I believe that's what they ran on. Um... That last touchdown throw, is that what you guys ran on that last Yeah, one? so I uh, I called up at halftime. I said, hey, like, they're doing this. Like, we can get this over the top. And sure enough, like, it worked out perfectly mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah, scored on it. So, yeah. It was a good – that was a good ball. Yeah. So, ball. so uh, being – did, did you like playing in Topeka? Like, I mean, I, I know – I know you, you, somebody's probably going to listen to this from Topeka, one of your buddies or something like that. But it, was, it, was, it pretty fun, was it pretty fun balling out there? 
Yeah, it was. Um, so obviously, like, I was a little bit familiar with Kansas. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. School in Salina, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So it wasn't new in that way. Um, I'd never been to Topeka, though. So, you know, again, a new city and stuff like that. But the people were really nice. Um, the fan yeah. support was awesome. Um, you know, we struggled at times this year, but the fan support there was really cool and really good. So, um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed playing Topeka. Um, there were some really cool spots like downtown and stuff like that. And then uh, obviously Kansas City is like 45 minutes. Out yeah. Was, stuff like yeah, that. So, so like, yeah. So like we had some off times. Like I went to the uh, Big 12 championship game for basketball. Oh, yeah. um i went to the uh the sweet 16 the elite yeah. you know because right there at t-mobile so yeah mm -hmm. there uh you know kansas city right there there's always something to do and stuff like that oh, so, yeah. yeah definitely de de i did i did i enjoyed topeka a lot actually uh so um do a lot of these guys like do, do you guys do anything during the day or do you guys practice during like so i know some people might have like a job like they do like online trading and stuff like that or so you, you know like you know like they have a source yeah. of income off to the side did you have anything like that i didn't but uh one of my good friends on the team julian walker juice he's a receiver he uh trains people online so that's okay. kind of like what he yeah so like it was really worked out well for him so he could do that during the day um and then we would practice at different times mm -hmm. um based on like which i liked based on like when, when we were playing and so, um, you know, if we had like a six o'clock game, we would try to start practice around five or six o'clock at night just to get your body okay. used to it. And that's the more I've done that, the more I really like that. Obviously in college, it's a little bit different because you have class and, you know, stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. um, just from my own experience, when you're able to do that, it's nice just because you get used to it throughout the week. And then, um, you know, if you have a later game or, you know, whatever, it's, uh, it helps you acclimate that way. So where would you guys, did you guys practice in the Stormont Valley event center or would they have yeah. different locations? So I would say probably 80% of the time we were there. Uh -huh. um, and then maybe the other like 20%, there was a, uh, a turf field um, at some middle school actually. Okay. That uh, it was really nice. It was like brand new. And so we would go there if we couldn't get in the store, you know, cause there's other things going on there. Like there's a concert mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, but, but it was nice being able to practice where you're going to play, especially for me. Cause it was also new and you know, the spacing is different stuff like that. So, um, could you because i know could you go ahead uh, there's like other teams that don't that aren't able to practice they only play i was gonna say teams, there's so. got to be there's got to be like other teams that practice on like just an outdoor football field and yep. it, you know they move indoors and it's just a completely different size style you know you got different lighting so right it's the lighting it's the walls actually being there is different and kind of crazy <laughs> yeah, know, does it hurt just, does you ever it got hurt into one of those <laughs> yeah so i got uh a couple times i got rocked um there was one time against billings we were at home and i ran i scrambled and i was trying to like so and, and i didn't know this either until i played in indoor football if you put the ball over like the wall that's like running out of bounds or whatever yeah and so i was like heading towards the wall i broke a tackle and i was trying to like just get there and get the ball over whatever and uh i think it was one of those things like i wasn't even really expecting to get hit because i was like running towards the wall and I got hit and I actually like flew over the wall. <laughs> and that, uh, and I mean, there, it was crazy. There's like fans right there, all that stuff. And that one hurt a little bit just because I landed kind of like yeah. on the seating and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there was uh, one in Salina, my first game, same thing, I scrambled and I didn't know the ball rule at the time. So I didn't know like if I just had to hit the wall or what it was. <laughs> and, and so I'm like running towards the wall. I didn't really like know what to do. I was like, oh gosh, like what do I do? Like that kind of thing. 
and I'm like running towards the wall and I get hit and like there in Salina, like the fans are like on the wall, on the wall. Yeah. And I like went like kind of like half over and like people are like saying shit to me, like talking shit or like trying to touch me. I'm like, dude, like get off of me. Like, let me you know, so that's, uh, you know, I've like had experienced that before, but never like on top of you like that. So that was pretty <laughs> crazy. And then uh, the when we played in Omaha, um, which their uh, their crowd's really loud. That was one of the. I hear Omaha is pretty crazy. They have uh, these cowbells and because oh, of the beef God. and these oh, cowbells, no. they they don't stop. They don't yeah. stop. I mean, it is from pregame. Through oh, the end of the game, when they're like, when we're shaking, they're the they're the beef, aren't they? The beef. Yep, yep, the oh Omaha my gosh, beef, which, is, a, which is a that's a sick, that's a sick name. That is that is, that is an all time team name. <laughs> I I told so. that name to so many people, like just in my day to day life, and every one of them's like, oh, that's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, so same thing. Like I was running towards the wall, and. I knew I was going to get hit this time, but as I was like getting there and got hit, there was somebody else that came over from the top and like really like hit me into the wall. And I, I got a pretty bad hit pointer from it. Um, so that was like, other than that, though, like going into the wall doesn't hurt as much as I thought, but that okay. one hurt bad. Um, but yeah, so those were uh, just a few of my wall experiences. Cow- God, cowbells would annoy the shit out of me. Oh, uh, oh. dude. And like, I, I mean, I've played in, like, some loud – like, in Mexico, we played in front of, like, 12,000, I think. You know, some yeah. pretty big crowds. But I was, like, screaming the play in the huddle. Like, I have never <laughs> – like, it was it was really loud. And so – and then we, we ended up having to go silent count, which was crazy because you have to, like, send the motion, obviously. In the yeah. Hour, and then try to, like, do a silent count. So that was, like, a whole new experience. So that was uh, that was a unique experience playing there. I got to ask this because you kind of mentioned this. Do you ever go under center? Go ever ever go under center? Um, is it is that a thing in arena football, or is it just it, like it, it, so in indoor it can be? Um, and okay. I know uh, our one of our OCs that we had, he uh, OJ, he uh, actually is his really name really OJ Simpson? It, that so yeah, uh, it really yeah. is OJ Simpson. And uh, fun fact, he uh, he played um, Eric Dickerson in the uh, the underdog movie. Really? With, uh, yeah. with Kurt Warner. Yep. Look, you can look it up. He, that's OJ. He's OJ. OJ is such a good dude. I love OJ. Yep. That's cool. That, yeah. And so I don't know where we were, but he ordered like DoorDash or something when we were on a road trip. And uh, like they left it at the front desk and someone goes like, like, oh, like I have a thing, like something for OJ Simpson. And the guy kind of like, or the girl like looked at him like, that's not actually your name. And he's like, no, like that's really my name. Like I can get my <laughs> license. Like that's really my name. Oh, no. So yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So that's really his name. And uh, but, yeah, so he, uh, he liked going under center. Uh-huh. Um, and the more I like did it in practice, the more I got comfortable with it. We just didn't do it a lot in games. Um, Cause sometimes in arena, because it happens so fast, it's not like your traditional dropbacks and stuff like that. So for me, like going under center is one of those things where like, okay, like you have to take a drop, you know, you can't just stand there and throw. So it, uh, it made me a little more comfortable, I think at times. Yeah. Hmm. I, I do have one question. This is just from the game perspective and like, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but there's a lot of low snaps and other <laughs> stuff when we were there. Like, is there is I know the ball is white. So, like, is the ball, like, slicker or something? Is the ball different from, like, a regular, like, yeah, kind of so high school, college football? 
Yeah, so it's a lot different because you every time you score a touchdown, or if it goes in the stands, like the fans keep it. So it's yeah. not like you know NFL weather and, and or anything like that. It's um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's a very like synthetic feeling. And I is it like rubber? Like, is it like rubbery? New probably is what's going it, on too. Yeah, so because every ball is new, and so there's always like you know whatever on it. Any new football, there's always kind of that stuff on it, and so. It, it is like, it's kind of like, I know some quarterbacks in indoor football wear gloves all the time. And, you know, I know yeah. some guys do outdoors, but, um, because like, there were a couple of times, like when my hand got sweaty, like it would just slip out and which, yeah. e- you know, even like playing with NFL balls or in college, like that never happened to me like that, you know, my yeah. tail or, you know, things like <clears> that. But it, I mean, it would actually like in practical time, like I went to throw and it literally like came out. And so it, uh, yeah, it is a different feeling for sure. Do you guys not I, have I like a? Do you guys not I have like managers? Uh, do you guys have like so like at K Dub like you know like every Friday you know like I'd be in like I'd be in oh, Coach yeah. Mick's office working on some balls you know like mm-hmm. can you guys not can you guys not do anything like that or so it, that's like the the material they are isn't even like that like that wouldn't really do much to be honest it's really like, so yeah, it's so wow. <laughs> I wish I don't. I wish I, I well. Okay, I know they were selling some. I wish I would have just taken the time to like maybe buy one or something. Yeah, it's like I mean, I, it's a very like cheap feeling. Like the ball oh, yeah. doesn't feel like leather. It's a very cheap feeling. So yeah. Do you, do you uh, think they do that because the game is like so small? So they're like, let's make it just a little bit more difficult for these guys. I think it's more so because they don't want to pay what like 150 bucks every time. Oh yeah, it's expensive for a new ball. Yeah, yeah. It's going to the stands every time. Like yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. So. I, well, I tell you what, you know, if we go to another game, you got to throw one at us. I'll tell you what. <laughs> could you could you, always, you tell? Could you tell there was a difference in the crowd? Like I, I've I've been wanting to ask this. Like, could you tell we were there? <laughs> could you hear? I could. could you hear I us? Actually, I didn't know. I didn't know you guys were in a box, to be honest. So I didn't know that. But uh, I think I don't know. I did hear like a really funny comment, and I kind of like looked around, like you know, because sometimes like it gets like there's like an awkward hush, and I heard like a really funny comment. I kind of like looked around, but I didn't like. I like I said I didn't know you guys were in a box. Yeah. So I was just kind of like looking around, whatever. And I wish I would have known you were in the box because that would. I wait. Well, I didn't know where we were. I was. I was like, I, I, all I told you was like, "Hey, man, we're going to the game." Yeah, I didn't know yeah. where we were going to be, what the box situation was like. I'm honestly impressed. Yeah. Stormont Vale has a box area. That's pretty yeah. fucking kick ass, if you ask me. And no, we got told like after the game that no one had been in that box all season. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, they didn't, didn't even have it unlocked. Like, we showed up. They didn't even have it unlocked for us because they were like, "Oh, this never." Gets it's used <laughs> well that's like and i don't know how because like yeah there's like certain boxes that they would use and like certain people would come and you know they'd put mm-hmm. them in the box whatever but then other times there's like there was there was always like one or two that were like completely black and i didn't like understand why if like nobody wanted them or i, I didn't know so that makes sense i guess now that you guys i don't know, know why you wouldn't the box seats were like the best those, that nice. those were awesome yeah i had fun <laughs> would you ever that's go good, back though. to topeka yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting year from an organizational standpoint. There's a lot behind the scenes that was going on and stuff like yeah. that. But um, yeah, and I think because this was their second year, mm-hmm. um, I think if they got to a point, you know, where they built it up, especially like I think after this year, I think it could be a really cool and fun place to play. I really do. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I would definitely go back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like the, I like the uniform, the color combination, the helmets. I, I, 
Like I'm an equipment nerd, so like the the helmets were pretty sweet to me, in my opinion. I will say we have the coolest. I thought we had the coolest jerseys in the entire league, like by far. Um, it's like kind of like that Miami Dolphins, like teal and orange. Yes, and, uh, yes. Like, like when we would go on the road, we'd wear like all white, and that was like a really clean look. Oof. And the helmets were really cool with like the stickers the, or whatever they put the, on. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. We uh, we did look really good, which was that. That was cool. Okay, uh, and I'm gonna nerd out here. I know you guys wore Zenith helmets. Were they pretty nice? I've never had anybody wear those before. I've never seen, heard from anybody wearing them helmets before. I got to ask from somebody who's actually worn them. So I wore a Zenith in eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I I liked it. And then from high school and college on, I always wore um, the Speed or the Speed Flex. Yeah. And then in Mexico, we uh, had F7s. And I will say out of all the helmets, the F7 is my favorite. Like, by Oh, yeah. Those are those are standout helmets. Those yeah, are awesome. Yeah. The, uh, the F7, it looks the best on me. Like, it's yeah. just, I liked it. Um, I don't know. Are they like the Zenith Vengeance or something yeah, like the, that? Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, I actually didn't mind them. Um, they didn't really like hurt my head. Um, sometimes with like speeds and speed flexes, I don't like the way they fit me. I don't know if it's my head or like what it is. But uh, yeah, I actually didn't mind it. I, I the F seven is still by far my favorite. But uh, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. Sorry, I didn't mean to nerd out. I just no, I, no, I like good. it. I'm a big equipment <laughs> buff, so <laughs> you're good. All good. <laughs> so no, and then uh, there was one other question. I was uh, so um, your agent does he get like a cut of your like does how does how does an agent work in uh, um, going through the systems like this? So he doesn't get so it like it's like up front you pay him a certain amount okay and then he doesn't take a cut unless it's cfl nfl or usfl xfl okay and so like and it i actually don't mind that model because like for me it's like he doesn't get paid unless i you know and obviously like i have to so like he you have to like yeah you have to like get your way up there and he has a vision of you getting there Exactly. And he has a reason to fight for it more. Yeah. Obviously he's going to get paid more if I do get to that. Level. Exactly. So, uh, it, uh, yeah. So that, that, uh, that's kind of how that works and it, it works out pretty well, actually, I think. That's good. So have you guys gotten pretty close with each other then over the past year, two years? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I've had him for two years now. I uh, mm-hmm. named Gabe Martinez and, uh, yeah, Gabe's a great dude. Um, we are always kind of on the same page with stuff and, um, you know, we'll text here and there just to kind of check in. But yeah, he's uh, he's very cool and definitely knows what he's doing. So he's he's been a big help that way. That's good. Yeah, good deal. So I guess kind of where where do you think the next stop will be? I mean, you know, you played in Mexico, you played in Germany, you played here in Topeka. Like, where do you, where do you think the next road is? Like, where's the? I don't know. Um, that's always kind of. A unique thing i think um mm-hmm. and it's something that i've talked about before with other people it's like eventually like at some point depending on how long i keep playing it would be kind of cool to like be somewhere i guess if that makes sense and kind of stay with the team for a couple years at least but um mm-hmm. yeah. that's also part of the fun of it though too is you know going to experience new places and you know if it's different country new country different cultures all that stuff so i don't know right now um i have talked to a couple teams since we finished up because you know a lot of teams are still playing and uh, I have talked to a couple CFL people and teams here and there. So 
Um, you know, we'll see what happens with it, but I don't like necessarily have a preference or anything like that. Um, just the highest level I can play at personally. And then, yeah, um, no. you know, whatever happens from there kind of happens. So. Well, that's awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully get, hopefully we're watching you, uh, play for like, you know, the Alouettes or something like that. That's yeah. There's the team Montreal, Toronto, uh, team in Vancouver, you know, so, and I, uh, I went to Canada for the first time this past off season, uh, except for my quarterback coach lives and works and stuff. And, um, we had always done like, uh, we started over COVID, like, you know, FaceTime stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. do, doing it that way. But, um, that was my first time in Canada and, uh, Vancouver was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I'd, I'd never been there, but it was beautiful. Um, so that was uh that was a fun week out there with them and you know obviously the football stuff but then just being in vancouver was really cool so yeah that, I, um beautiful man what do you what do you try to model your game after like we, obviously you grew up with like brett Favre and aaron Rodgers. like you guys had bart star you know like a long time ago like who do you mm-hmm. like who do you like truly try to model yourself after so i would say like my fa- it's gonna sound crazy my favorite quarterback of all time is tom brady um, I just he's a winner. I just I love Tom. Um, yeah. And all my, all my all my friends, all my friends will say, "Oh yeah, Tom." You know, and that's I love Tom Brady. Um, he knows like ball. Play. He absolutely yep. knows ball. Yep, a hundred percent. But from like an actual like playing standpoint, um, kind of a mix between like Brett Favre, just the way he like you know would just kind of make things happen, mm-hmm. and then um, a guy now actually a lot is like Josh Allen. Um, I've had people like tell me I kind of play like him just because I'm willing to like move around and, you know, run for it the first down if I have to, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, do some of the stuff in and out of the pocket that he does. So I've actually gotten that from a couple of people. So I would say probably Josh Allen, just if I had to pick one person. Yeah. Sweet. I, and I love Josh Allen. So that's, I never take that as a bad thing when people say, that cause I love Josh Allen. So really? <laughs> yep. I I'm a Josh Allen guy. I am not a fan. He's a, he's a I, 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 figured, I figured a lot of I figured a lot of Kansas people wouldn't be. Yeah. I'm I am uh, probably one of the biggest Chiefs Homer fans. Like you'll That's, probably yeah, ever yeah. like you've probably it, ever met. And it's <laughs> disgusting. I have to deal with it on a weekly basis. <laughs> it, it's to like, a fault, I'm, man. <laughs> I'm a Chiefs fan, and like I can't stand beans. Like half the time with this take. It's just oh, like, dude. I, I am a, and I know the ins and outs, man. Like I'm, I'm on, I'm on my shit. Like I, I oh, love yeah, yeah. it. You're one of like, those cool. fans that like, yeah, knows yes. the guys, like where they play college, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh dude. Like, uh, so I didn't, uh, so like when I started my new job at Manhattan, uh, we did like this little interview where it's like, get to know us. One of those little fun video mm-hmm. bullshit things. And <clears throat> Uh, they were like, it was like a fun fact question. I was like, oh, I could name like the old Chiefs roster right now. And they were like, they're like, and one of my buddies in the background was like, prove it. And I was like, <laughs> of course, I'd be here all night, man. He was like, well, at least do the starting, you know, you know, the, the starting offense and defense. Oh, that's light work. Bro. Dude, it was, it was cake, man. It was, it was a cake walk. <laughs> so, yes, you know I am. What, you know what on that though, Beans, like. When you're doing like your starting lineup, I feel like that's such a disingenuous question, like for an NFL team, especially because it's like, oh, like you want the starters that for like our four three defense, or do you want the starters like including our sub packages and everything too? Oh, I mean, I did, I did, uh, uh, 
what did I do? I think I did 21. I did 21 personnel. So I had Burton. Um, and then at the time, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and then Kelsey. So like, yeah. And so, you know, so like, I, I, but it's always just like, am I well, choosing then, four wide outs? Am I choosing three in a tight end? Am I choosing two and a tight end and a fullback? It's just like, and then I did the, I did the four, three, even though at Kansas city, like they're predominantly running out of four, two, they're, you know, always running in subs. So like, I, I just uh, went ahead and said the four, three and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of teams in the NFL majority of the time are nickel just because it is, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah. It's passing yeah, now. So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of, I would say a lot of teams even consider their four two, their nickel, they're kind of their starting defense, honestly. You know, I didn't think about that. Like in indoor football, like your packages are like, is it a lot of like you can't even call it like eleven personnel? Like what's what what do you even call those packages? So that's the thing about indoor football is unless you're in like a heavy set, like a goal line type set, for the most part, it's kind of the same. You know, you might personnel like a running back out to bring a receiver in um and things like that but it's never like anything like major you know like in uh outdoor football you know you're gonna go 21 personnel here you know 10 personnel you know things like that so it's not i would say even from like a scheme standpoint ever like that complicated i guess if that's the word yeah um so it's just it's a lot of the same guys the whole game basically you know you might you know get a receiver in here there you got a guy that's great at jet sweep so you know you want to get him on a jet sweep and you know things like that but not to the extent of outdoor football. Was was there guys playing both ways? I think I caught like saw somebody like playing two two ways at some point. So there were a couple guys that would do it. Um, great athletes, first of all. Um, we actually had a uh, an offensive lineman that like when they would get into running downs would go because he uh, I think he played both ways in college even. Wow. Um, so just yeah, so one of those guys is just just a dude and. Uh, he um he would do it situationally and then we also had a receiver that would situationally play d-back same kind of thing you know um he uh you know big you know third long or you know they need to you know get it down the field and he would go play some d-back for us sometimes so um but yeah other than that not too much oh my god i'm not i'm not trying to like it's like what sam said earlier i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus but like there was a play it was it was a second play the the, the safety got in the corner just like got cooked like i don't know what you guys coverage you're in i don't know what coverage is like an indoor but he got cooked there was terrible angles everywhere and gavin just like he's like god this safety is a scrub and a half <laughs> and then came back in like that next series and just laid the fucking wood and gavin was like i changed my mind yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. i can't i can't an, an, be an analyst for indoor football <laughs> I, I i will say like and that's the craziest <laughs> part about like indoor football is it's so high scoring. Oh yeah. That like sometimes the offense look like if the offense doesn't score, it's like what the hell? And mm-hmm. if the defense does make a play, it's like, oh, like, you know, they gotta stop. So it's uh or you know, if the offense keeps scoring, the defense kind of looks like trash or like, you know, like they suck. Yeah. And yeah. so it's kinda it's it's a tough like mix, I would say, compared to like outdoor where it's like, you know, it's just a little more game flow situational and stuff, but indoor is so fast paced that like you said like a guy can look like shit one play but then next play make like a crazy play and you know and and he made the play that he needed to for that game so it uh yeah it's really unique that way too uh and then what is the longest field goal you have seen in indoor football because i feel like you could like you know just absolutely kick it from the goal line but then you're like well that that goal post is like 
just the slightest. It, it, yeah, it's tight. It's tight. I don't that know is a how wide tight it is compared, you know, the normal one, but uh, the longest one I saw in a game. I mean, we couldn't have a good chance to see a proper field goal during your game. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, honestly, in indoor football, the only time you ever really kick, is, and it's kind of like a punt, is if you're, like, really backed up and it's, like, four yeah. long. Mm-hmm. And you will kick it because I, I don't even know how this rule works. I think if it goes out of the back of the end zone, they get it at like the five or something like really? that. Yeah, that sounds um, so I, right. Yeah, so I saw a couple of like long ones attempted. The longest one I saw made, I think, was probably from like midfield. So it's probably like a 35 yard field goal, something okay. like that. 35, 40, something like that. Yeah. So it, uh, yeah. So, so some, I think that was probably the longest one I saw in a game that was made. And I'm, I'm sure it's pretty difficult like kicking on that turf. Like the, the turf is like, I don't know what that yeah, was. Between turf and a slick football and really tied up, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, that's got to be, it's going to be a precision operation. Yeah. And it happens so fast, too, because obviously there's less people. So they're coming off the edge faster, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's uh, kick, kicking in the indoor game is tough. I give those guys all the credit in the world because I could never. So, so Shaq was like a, fr- so Sam, like when we were at K Dub, Shaq was a menace in college. Were you there for Shaquito or were you, uh, did you, gra- did you come in a year after him? I came in the year after like him. He left photo left Tifo left. Like okay. basically that. Whole so you were, you, left. you came in, you came in like after the prime. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Shaq was just this, you wouldn't think he was an edge player, but he was like, what? Six, one, maybe less than that. Like, I think a little less than that. He I might even be six foot. Six. I don't know if he's, he's really short. He was very short and very, very, but he was just like, he wasn't even thick. He was probably like less than six foot and probably 225 pounds, but he was just a thousand percent muscle. And, and he was fast as grease lightning dude coming off the edge. He would just be, he had, what was it? Eight, eight, six sacks in it. Eight sacks in a game. Six. I think it was six sacks in a game. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw him and I didn't really know who he was. And someone goes, Oh yeah. Like there's Shaq. And I kind of like did a double take, like, mm-hmm. you know, cause obviously I heard like how good he was and everything like that. Ugh. I was kind of like, what, like what? Like, but then like I watched film on him and he was so fast off. The oh my God. Like, he was so he was good. Nuts. He was nuts. And, like, and it, it didn't matter. Like you could like his spin move was just creepy, like creepily fast. It was just like, Boom, and he's, yeah. he's like at the quarterback and nobody could stop him. You could double team him, triple team him. And he's just, anyways, he's just really good. Like, so the, the, is he doing pretty good in the indoor football league then? Is he yeah. pretty much the same I, player? Yeah. So I, obviously it's a little different just because there's different rules and, you know, things like that. But I know there was one uh, against them. It was a zone read and he kind of like crashed down enough to the point where I was like, okay, like I can get outside of him, you know, pick up six, seven yards, whatever. And I talked to him after the game about it. I like pulled it and I was starting to run and all of a sudden he was like right there. Yeah. And, you know, I think I got like three yards on him. I was like, holy shit, Shaq, like, where did you come from? And then, <laughs> but then I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, I guess he was really fast in college. So that's not going <laughs> to change. I don't care. Indoor, outdoor, whatever it is. Like he is still really fast. And <laughs> sure enough, he got me. And I was like, I, I think even after the play, I was like, damn, you really got me on that. And he goes, yeah, I know. Like, so something like that. So it's, uh, it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun playing against them and talking about Well, that's the, that's stuff. the crazy thing about what Shaq play, Shaq's playing style was like, he's fast and it's all burst speed. Cause like, if you go after like five yards, like he starts doing his little grandma, grandma walk, <laughs> his little grandma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
So no, Shaq was Shaq's a fun player. He was he was a yeah, great guy. He's, he's so good too. It's oh, yeah, man. even now I, he's so good. Like it's if you'd be like six four and like two forty, he'd be he'd be wrecking it right now. Yes, I also think he'd be like in a league. I don't know, you know, I, or whatever. Yeah, I no, genuinely, genuinely think like well, he had like. But he has the NAI records, like twenty-one sacks in the season, or something crazy. Yeah, it was higher than that. But yeah, maybe has, maybe, maybe it was. Yeah, that's uh, whatever it was. It was like absurd. Whatever. Well, that, was, like, and wow. like that whole that whole class could have like gone on, but like COVID happened, and it, like Eli, yeah. he was just like a tall left tackle that could have played in the CFL or something like that. Just well, I think yeah. he was in a he was in a rookie minicamp, I think, right? He was. Yeah, he was. He had there was talks of him getting drafted, but like just COVID yeah. just really fucked everything up for all those guys that had potential. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember uh, and that was like part of their like, cause I asked or I don't know, like when I was getting recruited by coach Hen and stuff, I don't know if I asked or if he just mentioned it. I think like 31 of the 32 NFL teams like came through that year to look at guys and you know, that kind of, Oh yeah. Stuff. They're looking at Tipo. Like, I think Pruitt, Pruitt was a really big draw. He was, well. he was good. He was good too. Yeah. Oh my God. That, I that, said that team like top to bottom was so good. I mean, so I, good. Like, yeah. Like I, 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 I can't jerk them off enough anymore than what we've already done. They were just a phenomenal team. Like, and they could not be stopped until it's just, yeah, that was, it, I don't think that, I don't think you could ever like reproduce that team ever again. I, I don't think you could either. Cause it was just the right mixture of guys and the talent. Yeah. Like you, like Eli, I mean, he was a basketball player. So I mean, like, that's like not a common thing or, you know, yeah, he like came that, in so his freshman year. He played basketball and he didn't like it. And so then he gained weight and moved to left tackle. <laughs> Played there for what five? I think five years. So yeah, he's 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 he was yeah. a good player. Yeah, yeah. So that's just and, what's crazy about all the elite athletes is like they just decide to stop being an elite athlete in one thing and just do it in another, and it just kind of works. Yeah, that's like but, guys that can do that. It's crazy. And you mentioned like like you played baseball. Did you ever think of like like obviously you have had had elbow issues? Like, did you ever think like, oh, well, maybe I could give baseball a try again or something like that? So actually, for the longest time, I uh, I thought I was going to play college baseball up mm-hmm. until like my junior my junior year of high school. I had a pretty good year um, and started getting recruited for football a little bit more and stuff like that. And so um, yeah, up until then, I always thought I was going to play college baseball. Like growing up, like I mean, I played baseball, basketball, football all the way through my senior year of high school, but I, uh, yeah, I always thought I was going to be a college baseball player, to be honest. And then, uh, like I said, I had a good junior year of football and started getting recruited. And I was like, okay, like maybe it will be football type thing. And, uh, I had thought about it when a couple times, actually, when I went to the junior college, if I would have stayed for spring, I was going to see if I could play baseball. And then I thought about it because I uh, had coach Neil for a class. And I thought about it, like, even though, like, just to go practice, I love baseball. Baseball like, yeah. is still probably, like, my favorite, favorite sport. Just, like, I don't know, I love baseball. And I thought about, like, even if I come, like, practice and stuff like that. The only thing that ever, like, drew me away from it was the throwing side of it. Because, and it's not, like, drastically different, but it is different throwing a baseball and a football. Yeah. And obviously, like, I would have missed, like, spring ball and stuff like that. And so for me, if it was ever a thing, like, where I could have gone somewhere and, like, just hit, um, I would have done that in a heartbeat um, just because I love baseball that much. But mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I, I did. I thought about it a few times, but it never obviously worked out or whatever. So, um, yeah, but I baseball is definitely still probably my favorite sport. 
I, I, I was a big, uh, that's the reason I, I switched high schools was because of baseball. I honestly wanted to go to college and do baseball too, but being five foot nine and like 175 pounds, there isn't a lot of market for that. <laughs> I, honestly, I feel like really every like young American male at some point loves baseball at some point, maybe not all of them, but like, Baseball was never like my favorite, but I still love baseball, man. So I'll just... say this, like, yeah, I'll say this. So to me, like personally, there's nothing in this world like an NFL Sunday, especially like when you're in like Green Bay. Oh my you gosh. Know? So Oof. so there's nothing like an NFL Sunday, but outside of that, like I love like on a beautiful day in the summer or the spring or whenever, going to a baseball game. Like I love oh, baseball. Dude, I, I love watching it. I love I love baseball. I've been getting the itch to just throw. I haven't thrown a baseball in like over in like a year, dude. I'm telling you, I don't have anyone to fucking play catch with, and so like it's so difficult. But I'm telling you, like try playing slow pitch softball. Like it is the closest thing to baseball, but it's not as taxing on your body. I I get that. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know if I could ever play soft like slow pitch softball. Oh, I didn't think I would I either. Don't. But then, like, you get the beer in you, and it's just like it's the right sport. <laughs> I just yeah, know, well, that's throw a baseball beans. Like, that's the thing. What's that? I just want to throw a baseball, man. I just want to play some catch. Dude. Like, I just, I just want to play catch on the weekend. I, I just, I just want to hit. I, I, I was, I, I, I was like, I was a catcher. Like, oh, like okay, 10 years, ten years old on. Yeah. So, like, and actually, like, like I was pretty good defensively, but uh, I just love to hit. Like that's I don't care like what it is I just love to hit like See, I, I hated it I hated it I want to go I want to go into a cage I want to go into a cage and at it so bad but yeah I just want to go into a cage and hit like that's I don't know I can I, never <laughs> I my favorite stat from me playing baseball was I didn't play a ton like freshman to junior year or anything but like senior year. I actually started getting some run because actually like, you know, because I think it was all of our outfielders graduated and suddenly I was like the third slash fourth outfielder because like one of the other guys quit like preseason and then eventually I became like solidified fourth, but I actually lettered off of like legitimate playing time without having to take one at bat and that's my (laughs) proudest thing because I hated hitting. Did you get did you get DH'd for? Oh, dude, I got DH'd for. Oh, that's tough. That's dude, tough. no, but like that's the thing though, is I didn't wanna hit because I like was my thing was was That's so tough, Sam. I'm sorry. Getting DH for I, that's I, tough. I know it's tough, but like I was okay with it because in my head, I would hit under the Mendoza line, right? Like I just I was never like good at hitting. Back in the day, like minus a hundred pounds, like I could actually feel pretty decent, but like I could never hit over the Mendoza line, even if I wanted to. And so it was like, put me in the field, coach. But like, you're just, you're, we're just getting an out or a walk if I'm on there. Sam goes like, up the gotta- bat. Don't swing, Sam. Yeah, Sam is one hundred percent the kid. Like, I hope they walk him so bad. like just keep the inning. No, alive. that's what it was. Him. I was hoping to get walked. <laughs> I remember one time. So our coach, we're we're playing. Um, we were playing in Roy- we were playing in Kaufman, 
So when I was a freshman, mm-hmm. we got to play in Kansas City and Kaufman because we did like some fundraiser thing and we were getting no hit. I don't know if we got a hit by this point or if like we hadn't. I can't remember which one. But like I got the count to three two and I took like a really borderline strike, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a ball. It's definitely over the plate, and I think it's below my knee. So I took it. It's a ball. And I jogged down to first. And our head coach is like, was like, can't believe you didn't swing at that. And was like, well, coach, I thought it was a ball, so I didn't swing. He was like, well, the ladies are like never gonna get on you if you don't get hits. Oh, it's like <laughs> Dude, we're getting like no hit or one hit. We haven't <laughs> scored. We need base runners. And then I did score. It was awesome. Sam's just, Sam's just a big for the team guy. He's for the yeah, team. He's I, for the I team. respect that. I respect that's it. the thing though. Like I'm not good at it, so I shouldn't be doing it because I'm. Tr- I want to win. I don't care how we win. Like I just want to be on the team that wins. Hey, <laughs> I, I respect that. I respect. Uh, that. I still think it's a little crazy, but I respect it. I get it. Hey, I again, I I couldn't hit the ball for anything so one thing i wish and i wasn't like super fast in high school i wish i could have ran the bases more because like playing catcher you always get like courtesy for and stuff oh, so yeah i like that's one thing in my life with baseball is like ever like from the time i was 10 years old on because you always get courtesy run for i didn't run the bases a lot 90 so that's, feet like, is one so thing- fucking far away man i could never that's like one thing I wish like I could have done more with baseball is actually like run the bases. I was which is like almost a crazy thing fast to say, enough but... to get the green light from Johnson mm-hmm. Beans. I was almost. I was like I wasn't I was quite slow. there, but I was close. I got picked off once too. By the way, this is just me bitching and like. Opening <laughs> <world>. <laughs> I got picked off once, and like I absolutely beat the tag by like a half second. Like went around, grabbed like the back of the base. I got called out because like he had picked off, like done a pick move like three times over, and it was like a like random non-record tournament game. I was pissed. <laughs> it was like JV. Well, Dylan, I think after sharing my baseball struggles, I think we've jumped the shark <laughs> on this one. God, you struggled a lot. <laughs> Dude, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Fuck you, beans. I, I think we I want to thank you so much, Dylan, for coming on to the show and sharing all of your experiences. It's, it's very cool, you know, to see all the journeys that a lot of people take because a lot of people only see the very linear, you know, high school, high major college pro like NFL. And a lot of people don't get to experience stories like yours where you're going to Europe and going to Mexico. So we really want to thank you for coming on and giving us the time of day to let you tell your story and just hang out. No. Yeah. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. It was a lot of fun and uh, definitely, uh, like I said, definitely a lot of cool experiences I've had. And um, yeah, so I appreciate you guys having me on and then it was a blast. So appreciate it. No, we need it. We need to have you on again. We need to, we need to have more. We need to do a live show. Like if you're ever back in Topeka playing again, which I am going to beat their fucking door down saying that they need to resign Dylan Van Boxel. Um, like I will petition like this shit. Hey, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> but no, if you're ever back, we need to do like a post game show, like in the press box. Yeah. That sure. That'd be, that'd be, that'd that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be sick as fuck. <laughs> yes. That would be, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Dylan. Well, thank you again. You're welcome back anytime. Do you have any last words before you hit the road? 
No, like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on. I wish uh, Gavin wasn't so busy with his plumbing, but uh, you know, that is what it is. I don't, I've never actually met Gavin, um, but I wish he wasn't so busy. I would have liked to meet him and talk to them, but uh, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dylan. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right, Beans. I don't think I have much of anything. I think that was kind of a fitting end. Embarrassing that was great. in front of the entire world for how little ball you know. That was great. All right. Well, you know what? That only ran two hours. And you know what? That was great. I think we covered all the news. Oh, wait. One last thing, Beans. We have one last thing. This is going to absolutely test your sports knowledge. So... The NBA Finals start on Thursday. Okay. But the Stanley Cup also starts this week. Okay. Name both teams that are in the Stanley Cup. Is the Lightning in it again? Is that your – so you got the Lightning, and who else do you got? Uh, the, 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 the Las Vegas. You actually did get Las Vegas right. Yeah. Can you tell me what their name is? It's the Vegas uh, – Kings? Golden Knights. Is Golden to Knights. Yeah, I knew it was like one of those like Spartan things. Yeah. LA, LA is the Kings. One second. Yeah. One sec. Um, break. Oh, and by the way, it's the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers. Ah. It's Florida Panthers versus uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Um, we do have a quick update from uh, Jeff Darlington on SportsCenter. About DeAndre Hopkins, apparently the Chiefs and Bills are the front runners. I know that <clears throat> um, on the Rich Eisen show, Bills and Chiefs are the two teams to watch. Should both be should both be motivated to keep him away from the other. So I know that you're not the biggest DeAndre Hopkins to the Chiefs fan, but if it means keeping him away from Buffalo, what say you? Um, so I kind of texted you guys this, but I've never like said it on the air. Um, I am not a big proponent of like bringing in D hop. I know Veach likes doing these things like these splash, you know, let's catch them at the end of their career signings. You know, Le'Veon Bell is a good name at the top of the list that I can think I of. Like Le'Veon Bell was kind of justified though. Yeah, it kind of was. Cause we needed that or LaShawn McCoy, that kind of, those kind of signings. But I feel like our wide receiver room is getting a little crowded and adding. I'm not saying it's crowded full of like excellent talent or anything like that. Yeah, it's crowded I, with a lot of mid. Well, it's crowded with a lot of potential. Like, and, and yeah, I don't want the mid. mid and I just, yeah, it's, it's just covered by like, you can see the ceiling. And I just don't want D Hop coming in who hasn't and played two. You 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 haven't had a receipt. He, he hasn't played the last two seasons full, fully. The last two seasons, and um, I just you know receivers just hit that ceiling, man. AJ AJ Green hit it. Julio Jones hit it. You know, at some point, like when do the brakes fall off? If Odell Beckham Jr. got a one year, nineteen million dollar contract, what is somebody like D Hop going to want? That's kind of the thing for me. So th there's a couple things. One, D Hop is still going to make a ton of money from the Cardinals. Yeah, so, so he, he might want an incentive deal. Out. Yeah, I, I think that's the important distinction. If the Chiefs sign him to like a multi-year deal, that's worth like let's just say twenty million. Twenty, yeah, right? twenty. Like I'm be pissed. Like I don't want yeah. that. If yes. we sign him for one year for like five million, like I like that. Like 
I think that's a fair investment. I think that's something I, I just think it's insurance because like as much as I like as much as I like the ideas of Kadarius Tony, of Sky Moore, Sky Moore of Rice. Ross even. Yep. There is no guarantees on any of those players because Kadarius Tony hasn't ever stayed healthy. Justin Ross hasn't played in the NFL one lick. And Sky I Moore mean, only had 200 yards last year. Rasheed Rice yeah, is a rookie. Sky Moore probably is the safest of all of them. And Sky Moore might just be, who, who knows? Like, I, I mean, yeah. Sky Moore just might cap out as like, a guy. Who, like, our wide receiver you know, one right now is a tight end. Yeah, like Sky, Sky Moore could be one of those dudes who goes for like 750 and six TDs. And that's great. Like, I mean, that's like, there's nothing wrong with 750 and six TDs. And that, that might just be a ceiling. Like, that's a good pro player. But like, that's not exactly what you need. I guess my thing is like, and Gavin will come on here and say, you know, well, we just scheme them open. And that's true to an extent, but we still need guys who can make plays and get themselves. Open yeah. You, you still need those, you know, over, you need that. You need those all-star players, you know, the ones that like, you know are going to go out and do a play. You have a player or two in a game that matter. Yeah. Again, this isn't like me trying to crap on Again, I think Sky Moore has the biggest, has the best chance to be the best receiver out of the three that I named. Yep. I don't think he has the highest ceiling, but I think he's the most consistent, least injured. Well, yeah. if we if we look at last year, like our third best receiver last season was a running back, Jarek McKinnon, and yeah. who knows who knows if we're bringing him back or not. So, like, I I'm see, kind of surprised we haven't like brought him back yet. He's all he's always like right as training camp starts. You know, it's honestly, like, yeah, he's probably just trying to get the vacation. To be honest, he's probably yeah, yeah well signed and like fucking I'll sign in July. So I do see both sides of the coin. If it's to prevent Buffalo from getting him, I'm okay with a five year. Let's throw in an extra two to three million in incentives just to prevent. It's just preventative action at that point. Like you're guaranteeing. Okay. You're not adding another receiver to that room in Buffalo. Who's already got, you know, Stefan Diggs, a pretty solid, you know, Gabe Davis uh, and so forth. Like, I, I think the thing that also just gets lost. This is crazy to me. Like, MVS is just on our roster making ten million dollars, and like, and you I forget about it. You, you, you don't think I would rather give ten million to you know DeAndre, but like we have yeah. our cap being ate up by MVS. So, it, it, and dude, I get it. Like, M- MVS is a deep threat with speed and all that crap. Like, I, I know that that's what gets you paid in the NFL. Like, here's the other here. One thing I will say about Sky Moore is it's not unlikely that we force Sky Moore into the slot for some ungodly reason. I'm sure he can do more than just be in the slot. Yeah. But like he might just be a slot receiver and he doesn't get paid anything because he's a slot receiver. And then we bring him back and like, he's just very productive as a slot receiver in Kansas city for like eight seasons. And I don't want to slow that down. Like I want to see that potential now while he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah. I, I, I think that's kind of the balancing act is like MVS has to play because MVS is the deep threat. And like schematically, it makes sense. And then like you have Kelsey doing slot concepts and like deep overs and all that crap from the tight end spot. So you don't want to completely like slot guy. But I mean, like Sky Moore maybe takes over the, the Juju role, and Kadarius Tony kind of takes the other wide receiver spot. And you know, it, it does kind of feel like where do you fit DeAndre Hopkins in? You know where you fit him in? Like, 
honestly, you split reps with Tony. Tony's always getting hurt. Um, you know, like that's you just kind of the thing. Like if like, Tony and like D Hop have been hurt the last two seasons, maybe just having both equals what it's like having it's like how Sharp makes his running back room in our fantasy league. If you have like five like high value handcuff running backs eventually the other running backs get hurt and you aggregate it to like multiple rb1s exactly so i don't know i i don't think it's a bad idea it depends what we do like if we sign deandre hopkins on a multi-year deal i'd be pissed unless it's like multiple years on like the vet minimum like that's that would never happen no i think i think he's wanting to chase the bag at least one more time I don't I don't see why you wouldn't want to double dip in this situation. Like well, especially he you've got a ring chase. Like he's definitely going to want to ring chase. So yeah, it, it's getting a bag at like a ring chasing spot. Like Buffalo and Kansas City make a ton of sense for him. Yes. However, like honestly, the most sense, you know, the one that makes the most sense obviously Kansas City. But I'm not going to be mad if we sign him. I'm not going to like it, but I'm not going to be mad if that makes sense. I, I think Buffalo schematically makes a ton of sense, though, because he can be outside <laughs> and Stefan Diggs can kind of move more into the slot. Yeah, it, it's. And then, I mean, you're not really bothering. I mean, the tight end stuff is just kind of whatever. I think I think that'll piss a lot of people off who drafted uh, Kincaid. Yeah, obviously, but. Uh, Hey man, that's just how the cookie crumbles and Gabe Davis is officially dead if that happens. <laughs> I'll be pissed as a Gabe Davis owner. Hey, now's the time to sell him, bro. Sell him high. <laughs> sell low, buy high. Exactly. Stonks. All right, Beans. Last word, Colorado, Big 12, collision course. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. From what I'm hearing, it might not happen. Where are you hearing that from? I hear like I hear sorry, Molly. Um I'm hearing like they like the academics of Colorado's or of Pac twelve, so Yeah, that's what everyone's that's what what I, I guess what's your source on that? You. Me? Yeah, yeah. I fucking yeah, so what I told you, so I said that they like it, but they would leave if the money isn't right. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. I love how you cited me as a source and then misquoted me immediately as I'm uh, saying right here. Uh, 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 sorry. Hey, fuck Colorado. That's all I'm going to say. And thank you all for listening. We want to thank Dylan Van Boxel for coming on to the show. The pride of Green Bay, pride of K-Dub, pride of your Topeka Tropics. And we want to thank Beans for being available to be on here today. And I know that Gavin's Plumbing thanks him for fixing it. Um, thank you all again for listening. We will have a very special guest. I believe we'll have Wyatt Totten on to talk about the basketball tournament that's coming up in July on next week. So look out for that. And if you want to stay up to date for that, please go to our Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S, all capitals. And follow us, retweet our content, show that you enjoyed it, and maybe and maybe put notifications on. Buy some fucking merch. Yeah, there's a merch link in there, too. But you don't have to buy it. But it does look pretty swaggy. New shrub shirt. Salmon on shirt. Coming soon. Maybe. I'm working on it. Probably I'm working not. on it. He's working on it like I'm working on Milf Manor. <laughs> Again, thank you to Dylan for coming on to the show today. Thank you all for listening. And if it, the editing sucks, 
Eh, sorry about it. We'll fire him. Frosty, everyone, and let's get tropical. Love me sexy. Dude, you killed it, man. That was so Gavin's gonna fucking Gavin listens to this shit and he's gonna listen to this and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, that was fun. I didn't know yeah, that was a lot of fun actually. Like No, yeah. No, we'll need to have you on again cool. sometime. Cool, man. Yeah. I, I love having people on too. Like no, people yeah. like to, people who like to talk and like share their experiences is always great. So we had we had Brett on. Do you remember you remember Brett Stent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had him on a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was, it was good. He was a joy to talk to. And then uh, we've we've done a couple other interviews. Uh, you'll have to go back and you have to go and listen to them, man. They're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I will. Yeah, uh, who? Uh, I thought you guys had someone else on, but I don't remember who it was. Someone else from K Dub, right? Or am I making? Maybe it was Brett. No, yeah, we did Brett. Um, that's really it from K Dub. Like, I haven't really like you're the second K Dub guy. Like, I haven't really expanded on that market. Hey, I'll yet. take, I'll take that. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> no, dude, this was fun, man. So, uh, yeah, I dude, this was this was great. Like the fact that like I didn't know you were in Topeka, and then like I just like looking on their roster, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> that's like you messaged me on Twitter, and I was kind of like, what the hell? Like, I was yeah, like, I really, like, I, yeah. I was like, I really hope he sees this. No, this was good. So yeah, no, at least I appreciate oh, yeah. you having me on, and uh, it, was, it was a lot, a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, if no problem. Time, like for real. Yeah. If you if you go off to like I don't know Germany for the summer, and you like finish up a season, just let us know because right now, you know, I don't know if you know this about you know beans, and I know you don't know this about Gavin, but those two have no bag when it comes to talking baseball and a. Especially basketball. So like we, we're a sports show. We've covered zero NBA playoffs almost. Hey, I mean, we can talk basketball. I love basketball too. So we can talk. I love well, Sam, Sam, you, Sam, you and me can talk basketball. They can just kind of hang out. I don't know. Dog, this is a great. It, it's great for me though because, like, 
I'm a big Heat fan because Michael Beasley got drafted there number two overall in 08. So I've been a Heat fan since like 08. I'm just like, oh my God, like this team is balling. Like Caleb, and like Caleb Martin's great because I remember him at Nevada and like. Yep, yep. Him uh, and uh, what was his brother's name? Uh, Caleb Uh, and Caleb and Cody Martin? Cody. Cody? Cody? Yeah, Caleb and Cody Martin. They were both good. That, that, dude, that Nevada team was so good. I was so pissed that they lost in the. uh, they lost in the first or second round the year after they made the Sweet 16. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but I, I'm that, actually I'm actually rooting for the Heat. Only I'm a huge Bucks fan, obviously. Like and so Oh yeah. When when Giannis, like whatever, I was like, okay, like actually I hope the Heat win it all, honestly. Cause I, I love Jimmy Butler. He went to Marquette. Like I love Jimmy Butler. So Is Jimmy Butler Michael Jordan's son? He might actually be. I know like people joke <laughs> about that, but he might actually be. Like not really. <laughs> I I think my favorite thing anyone said about Jimmy Butler in the past 24 hours was, you know how he had that clip from last year where it's like, oh, you know, like we're going to be in this same spot next year except we're going to get it done. My favorite conspiracy theory is that Jimmy Butler threw games four, five, and six so that way he could win in game seven to make his sound bite sound better. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that actually could be true. Because they like so, blew them out last night, so yeah, yeah. I'm not a big I'm not a big plugger of other podcasts, but I'm gonna plug another podcast. Listen to Sports Nuts; they do a bunch of sports conspiracy theories, and they did uh, the LeBron James or which one did they uh, did the Heat go to last time? Was it the bubble? The bubble, oh, yeah, the, the bubble, too, yeah. yeah. The, yeah, the they bubble. cover they cover like a conspiracy theory on that. The dude. S tier man, you should listen I mean, to him. That conspiracy theory writes itself because you know that was the year that Kobe died, and like we're in the bubble, and like it's Braun and all this stuff. The problem is that Lakers team was actually really good before COVID hit, but so like they don't they don't really cover that. I think they covered like the officiating side of it, and like you listen to all their podcasts, uh, and like a lot of it is like. Fucked up, like what the officials do. <laughs> like it's, it's oh, shady dude. shit. Oh six Miami, oh six Miami. Look at that. Oh six. Oh Miami. my god. Sacramento are like the two notorious. Ones. Oh, I've heard of that one actually. That was your like D Wade one is for the first one, right? That's yeah, dude. Saying. They they shot like twice as many free throws or something crazy like that during the Dallas went up 2-0, and then they lost the next four. And over those next four games, like Miami shot like two or three times more free throws. Like, D-Wade was averaging 30 points a game, but, like, getting, like, 15 free throws a game or something stupid yeah. like that. that. And I was, like, really young, but that actually makes a lot of sense now that, like, you say that because. Yeah. And the, it, the 0-2 one is, like, 0-2 game six Western Conference Finals is, like, the one that everyone talks to because Kobe pretty much forearm shivers Mike Bibby and they <laughs> said they give Mike Bibby a foul. I know. Yep. I know the exact play you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that one is the one that I jet – genuinely think was probably rigged because that would have been yeah because you would have been throwing away uh philly versus the lakers for philly versus like or no 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 no, excuse me that was 2002 so they were playing this is what i mean sam is like the biggest like yeah i forget who they would have played no two i think he knows his stuff I think it would have been the it would have been I think it would have been the Nets. So you would have had like the New Jersey Nets versus like the fucking Sacramento Kings, which would have been a disaster for ratings. What a terrible, yeah, terrible matchup. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Like, 
So, like, that's kind of the conspiracy theory is they rigged it for him. I'm pretty sure I always get this fucked up. I'm pretty sure the Lakers three-peated from 2001 and two, And then 03 is when the Spurs beat the Nets, I think. And then 04 and on is clear because that's the Pistons versus the Lakers. And that's the Lakers team that had like Gary Payton and Carl Malone on it. What the? What, isn't there a conspiracy too? The year that Nash beat Kobe for the MVP, but the Lakers won it all, and like the league fixed it because Kobe should have won MVP or something crazy. Or am I making that up? Um. So Nash won MVP in two thousand and six and two thousand and seven, I think. Oh, okay. Like, so it wouldn't have been the same years. I don't. Think because Kobe didn't win. Kobe didn't win his first title without Shaq till nine. He went back to back in nine and ten. That's right. With like Powell. nine, nine. The MVP was LeBron. I'm like almost for certain, but they lost to Orlando in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep, yep. I remember that. God, just a fucking walking. To yeah, that's, that's actually <laughs> this, this is crazy. Um, I I do well because I remember Game Two. They were gonna go down o two. In Cleveland, that Cleveland team won like sixty-five games or something crazy like that, and their second best player, like they had Mo Williams and like Zdrzelgauskas and Anderson Bergeau. That was like the team, or no, they had Antoine Jameson too. I think I think they had Antoine. <laughs> wow, Jameson. what a throwback! Yeah, like that. Dude, I didn't even know who Antoine Jameson was. Like the media was like making a big deal about them getting Antoine Jameson. I thought Antoine Jameson was like some top ten player, and Antoine Jameson is just kind of like a nice like eighty four overall. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, LeBron hit some like thirty foot three point shot down two to win the game at the buzzer against the Magic, and they lost the next three games. I think tough. Because oh, that that Magic team, that was like Dwight Howard, Jameer Nelson, Hidu Turgaloo. Yep, that, that was a good team, though, actually, to be honest. like it, it really was when you look at the roster. And it was very ahead of its time because they took a lot of three-point shots. Mm-hmm. I think they had Rashad Lewis on that team, too. Yeah, I was going to say Rashad Lewis. Yep, yep. I'm trying to remember who else. was. Did they have uh, – did that team have Mo Peterson? Would JJ Redick have been on that team? Oh yeah, he would have been. He would have been. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna look up this roster real quick. <laughs> I'm lost. I'm lost in this sauce, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't know these guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Shad Lewis was on that team. I'll just so roster bait to Kansas City for a second. Rafer Austin, Tony Batiste, Keith Bogans, Brian Clark. Oh, Donald Floyd, Marcin Gortat. I forgot about Gortat. Gortat. He was kind of good, actually, for a while. He, he was solid, man. He was really solid in uh, Phoenix and Washington. Yep, yep. Howard, obviously. Anthony Johnson. Courtney Lee. Oh, I remember Courtney, Courtney Lee. Lee. Wow. Courtney Lee went to, like, where did he go to college? Did he go to Western Kentucky? I don't know why I think he went to Western Kentucky. Uh, yeah, it's not telling me where he went to college on this page. It's kind of dumb, actually. I'll look it up later. Rashad Lewis. Uh, wait, is that the that Tyron Lue was on that team? What? Ty Lue? What the? Ty fuck? Lue was on that team. Jameer Nelson. 
Mikel Petrus, JJ Redick, Jeremy Richardson, and then Hiri Turgaloo. What a squad, really. Honestly. That really is kind of a squad. I got to know where Courtney Lee went to college. This is going to piss that's me like, off. That's like one of those weird teams you use in 2K that Loki you just like go off with. I knew it. Western Kentucky, baby. Yeah. Courtney Lee. <laughs> oh, man. God. There's some. I was listening to this one podcast, and they don't even do like basketball like that. It's mostly college football. But they basically did like a name, like a forgotten good athlete. And like, mm-hmm. there were so many names. There were so many names that like people said from like the early to mid 2000s that like my brain just started activating. Like I was just getting yeah. fucking flashes of fucking serotonin from like all these dudes that I used to know. I mean, the kid, the guys that like, we really like grew up watching, you know, like obviously like there's the ones now, but like when we were like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, like those kind of dudes, like that's crazy. Oh, yeah. like from those names. Those dudes are gone, but it's like, it, it's the role players that do it for me. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But like, and, so, and, like, like Hito Turkoglu, I was like, damn, yeah, he was a bucket. Like, Rashad Lewis was a bucket. Like, Yeah, dude. Like, I remember Hito Turkoglu after that, like, signed, like, a big-ass contract with the Raptors. And then he ended up <laughs> back in Orlando. And it's like, why do I know that? I shouldn't. <laughs> the only the only one that – the only name that comes to mind is Delonte West, and that's because he banged LeBron James's mom. <laughs> that's the only one. That's the only one that comes to my mind. And that yeah, you have a reason though for it, so I get it. Oh, dude, like, like that's the only reason you got to remember them, you know. I, I just remember they were naming off baseball players too, and someone was like Sean Markham, and I'm like, oh my god, that dude had a crazy slow curveball. Yep. <laughs> or that's like those like guys that like randomly just had like one really good year. And it's like what the hell? Yeah. But- it's like oh yeah, this dude was like a borderline all star for one season, and then like an average MLB starter for like two more, and then like was washed. Yep. So, so baseball players. So like I collected baseball cards like a ton when I was a kid. And so like, it could have been like a crappy person or like a crappy player. But like, if you mentioned their name for some reason, like, like I had their card and then just like, it's just like one of those feelings. You're like, Oh, I had that card. I know that guy, like he sucked, but like, it's a cool, yeah. it's cool. Well, no, guys, name was David DeJesus. I was like, that guy was the best player on the Royals for like, Two years. Yeah. <laughs> he was really good for a couple of years. Like, really no, good. No, he was good. Yeah. It was like, oh, David Hastings was good. He was, and he he was, was like, literally the only thing. And then, like, he never heard from him again. He was literally the only thing on that roster. Like, that was it. Like, that was a it dark was like time. Him and Alex Gordon before he learned how to play left field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was dark times. Dude, never forget uh, it, the the other other ones that I remember that got mentioned was Nori Aoki got mentioned and I was like yeah. oh my god that guy was like a World Series right fielder for one season he played for the Brewers for a couple years yeah I know he played for the Brewers and played for Kansas City for like one year and went to the World Series and then um and then the other one was like Bruce Chen I was like I remember Bruce Chen like almost threw a no hitter one time on game at Kansas City and it's like there- what the fuck. <laughs> One guy people always bring up in the, is uh, Hideki Matsui when he played for the oh, Yankees. Oh, yeah, with the Yankees. Hideki Matsui. Dude, that motherfucker caused me so much grief in MLB 2K6. Because, <laughs> like, you'd be pitching, to, you'd be playing the Yankees, 
And they got Derek Jeter, who's like a 99. Alex Rodriguez is like a 100 overall. And like mm-hmm. Matsui's like a 95, 92, something like that. Just like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that dude always hit home runs off me, too. Pissed me yeah. off. <laughs> I might honestly, I might honestly leave this in here. I am a thousand percent honest. I might just leave this in here. We, we could cut it and like put it as an extra. I'll put it at the end, like you know, like let yeah, hey, here's footage. some extra, here's some extra footage. I'm trying to so like I'm I'm actually like a Sox fan, like Red Sox fan. So I'm trying to think of some of the old dudes from like us, like uh, like Mike Lowell and Kevin Euglis are like the two yeah, Euglis, yeah. Mind. That's a that's a name. Now, Adam LaRoche for like ten games. Boston traded. I forgot who the fuck they traded for him. Um, Dude, we we traded for Adam LaRoche and I can't remember. I think we traded. No, we didn't trade Jason Bay. We didn't trade Jason Bay back to Pittsburgh. We got him from Pittsburgh. By the way, Jason Bay is another great example. That's another, that's another like classic name, but like we got Adam LaRoche and I actually, so this was when I was on the East coast visiting my dad. We actually were going to a Boston game and we had Adam LaRoche on our roster for like 10 games and then like traded him like 10 <laughs> days after getting him. It was like, what the Yikes. hell? Yikes. And they had like Adam LaRoche is another dude. And then his brother, Andy don't know. Don't and, know why I know that Andy LaRoche was a big leaguer, but here we are. Not to like change, but like Boston. So like you said, Boston, Tessie is like a top 10 song for me of all time. I love that song. It's Which such one? a Tessie. You've never heard Tessie by a uh, dropkick Murphy's. Oh, that's what it's called. I, yeah. I, I don't know what it's actually called. Just, <laughs> it's the ship it off the Boston song. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's not it, the ship it out the Boston song. It's the, te- it's the Boston Red Sox version. Oh, Okay. You never heard it? Oh, I know you've heard it. If you're a Boston, dude, I, I've listened to Dropkick Murphy before. I've heard it. Hang on, um, I have it. I have it on my phone. Oh, like I, Jonathan Papelbon's another guy. Papelbon, yeah, that's a really random one. I don't, I don't know how this will sound. Champions um, for the first time in 86 years. Oh, that would have been after 04. Um, who are some other Sox guys, dude? Can you hear um, that? Not really. Oh, damn. All right. Listen to Tessie by Dropkick Murphys. I will. I will. I'm trying to think of some other guys. I mean, like, I, I want to Josh Beckett for me just isn't random, though. Josh Beckett is like my first ace. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like really when I first started getting into baseball, like I was kind of in it when the three Oh comeback happened like a little bit, but like when I really started getting into it, it was more like Oh five Oh six and like sure. Josh Beckett's my first days. And then like John Lester's my like John Lester. Eight. Fuck John Lester. I hate John Lester. <laughs> <laughs> that man could never throw over to first. That man was petrified of throwing to first. No, I hated him when he played for the Cubs and the Brewers used to suck against him. I was like, dude, this dude, like, I get he changed his speed. He's throwing 88, and, like, they could not have John Lester to save their lives. And I was like, what the hell? John Lester's one of those dudes where, like, he is probably going to get, like, 40%, like, Hall of Fame voting and, like, probably get, like, 
in the hall by like his 10th ballot for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Like it's going to take him forever to get into the hall, but eventually there's just going to be one year where it's like, we know compared to these other guys, John Lester's pretty good. Like, like fuck it, put him in there type thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, it'll be like, oh, John Lester like, was probably good enough to be in the Like, he's got, like, multiple World Series rings, and he's, like, you know, the longevity and everything. He just always struck me as dude of Hall of Very Good, personally, because, like, I, I don't think he ever won a Cy Young, did he? I doubt it. I don't – like, that's – like, he was never, like, dominant. He was just always, like, really solid. Yeah, he was, like – he was always a B-plus player, yeah. which is great. He was a B-plus player for, like, 15 seasons. Like Ish. really, really a guy you need to win a World Series type of, you know, like a number two, yeah. number three, like starter, like. Yeah, he was like he was always an elite number two guy, mm-hmm. and then like when he was on the Cubs, they had Arietta and like some other dudes, so he actually was more of like a two and a half, yeah, really, which made him extra elite, even better, honestly, yeah, like. God, who are some other? I'm trying to think of who some of our like catchers were. Oh fuck! What was that guy's name? Oh, we got him from Texas. Jared Saltilamaki. Oh, oh my God. That is a name. (laughs) Yeah, I remember him. He started for us. He Salty started for us in our 13 World Series team. We had him. We had Mike Napoli, Shane Victorino, Ryan Dempster, I think, was on that team. Wow. We had a, oh, fuck. What was that guy's name? John Lackey was on that team. Lackey, yeah. Wow. He played for the Angels, I think, too. Yeah, he like he played for the Angels forever, and then we signed him, and he wasn't good. And then in 13, he was just good enough to be like the number three starter. <laughs> I think we had Jake Peavy on that team, too. We had like the best rotation from like 2005, like ever <laughs> assembled. Except the problem was it was like 2013. Yeah, yeah. I know so, exactly. Like, like, all guys like passed the prime, like. Yeah, dude. Everybody on that fucking team was old as hell, and then we had we had Koji Urahara as our closer. Yeah. yeah, and my mom's boyfriend being the uh, he's not even like insensitive to like other races or anything, but like he just called his sinker the Pearl Harbor because it was like <laughs> I was like, why, Matt? Like you were like one of the most like. Hollering people I've ever I've ever been around. You're calling this Asian dude singer. What a great, what a great name though, to be honest. Like I know it was great. It was dude, that thing died. Like it had so much downward movement. And it was just like, okay. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, we honestly might go just 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 let's let's just talk about sports real quick. Like, let's just talk about like. All right. Well, let's just go I, into it with Dylan. With Dylan on here, man. Like, he's just fucking killing it right now. <laughs> hey, viewers. Uh, looks like Dylan never left, and we just kept talking. So this is this is your bonus cover. We'll uh, you know, you can put. Like, oh my god. Or something in between. No, this is gonna be so much fucking editing. This is gonna be a two day editor for sure. Honestly, I would just make two episodes. I'd make no, no. We always say we're gonna do that, and I just always make it into one. All right, well, beans, you have to do my show for you. Have to do my action for me, right? Okay. So the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat, as alluded to, are in the NBA Finals. You are a non-ball knower. Non-ball. He he does not know ball. So your task okay. is to name eight active players 
on either one of those rosters. Okay, so Nuggets and who else? Nuggets and Heat. Heat? So okay. You, so if you need if you if you nail five, then you're like you, you beat the allegations of like knowing absolutely no loss. Yes, eight, basically five is like a bronze medal, eight is like a silver medal, and ten plus is like a gold medal. Okay. Uh Butler, obviously. Need full names, brother. Jimmy Butler. That's one. Uh Jokic. Uh I don't know his first name. I just call him Jokic. I mean I know I'll, his first I'll name. That. I'll count that. Dude, what's his uh, first name? Take Nicole. a guess first. What's that? You gotta take a guess first, then we'll give it to you. Is it it begins with an N, right? Maybe. Nick Nick Jokic? Nicola. Nicola. Plus, okay. Nicola Jokic. You have the two best players from the series. Can he name three more? There's no more after that, man. Uh, fuck. No, that's honestly, all I got. No, that's honest to God. Name. Like, I can't get any further than that. Like, that is like. No, you can get further than that. I'm sure if you named a couple, like, yeah, you could, like, say, like, oh, I know that guy. But, like, I, no, oh, right now, I, I cannot. I cannot That's go tough. past those. I cannot Bro. go past those two guys because those Bro. are the only. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like five is the threshold because both teams have like two All Star level players on them. Yeah, and then like both of them have like a sick or a third person that's like pretty well known. After that, for Miami, I'm not mad if you can't name more than three <laughs> players on the Heat. Honestly. Because, like, you know, the Heat have a bunch of nobodies on the team. Denver's a little bit different because there's a couple of, like, you know, recent draft folk and whatnot. Nope. I bet if you rambled them, though, I would, I would be like, oh, okay. Not Beans, name one more. Take a guess. Bro, I'm telling you, I fucking can't. <laughs> That's as far as it gets. All right. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through the starting lineups, and I'm going to say oh, the God. first game. And you're gonna say what you think the last. Okay. Name All right. Is. Let's I do it. Let's do it. I can't milk your teats for content if you can only name two fucking players. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. Jamal, point guard, Denver Nuggets. Jamal Williams. <laughs> Murray. Jamal, Murray. Jamal. Jamal Murray. Yeah. See. Okay. All no, right. No. Doesn't count. Okay. Shooting guard, Denver Nuggets. Catavius. What the fuck? This is easy. Catavius Williams. <laughs> There's no Williams, by the way. What the fuck? Codwell Pope. What's it? Catavius Codwell Pope. What the fuck? Okay, all right, continue. All right. Small forward, Denver Nuggets, Michael. This one's tough because Michael's a common name. That is a very common name. Uh, Michael. How about this? Uh, Michael Blank Jr. Michael Porter. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Let's go. I, I'm i going to be honest, Dylan. I thought he was going to say Michael Jordan Jr. I was waiting for him. <laughs> I, dude, I was waiting for that. I, was just gonna I, I almost, I almost like excessively yelled Beasley, but... <laughs> Okay, power forward nuggets. Aaron. I can't help you. There's no there's no like surname thing at the end. Rodriguez. Dunk contest. Dunk contest. 
Aaron oh. Gordon. That was close. Former fourth overall pick by the My- uh, Orlando Magic via the Arizona Wildcats. All right, now to the Heat. Um, point guard, Gabe. This is tough. I'll give him this one. This yeah, tough. Miami's is tough. Gabe Thornton. Gabe Vincent. That was that, that that's two, pretty two close. players that's who will not be named, by the way, who would who are former all stars but not starters are Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love, but they're not starters. Actually, yeah. Kevin Love is a starter, but he yeah, got replaced he, by he got replaced by the end of the series. So I'm saying fuck him. Um, okay. Jimmy Butler, I think, is technically the shooting guard. Yeah. Um, okay. Small forward, Miami Heat, Max. Duggan. <laughs> Struce. Okay, I'm nowhere near. All right. Power forward, Caleb. We talked about him before. Yeah, we already talked about this. So. Uh, uh, Caleb. Uh, um, we mentioned him previously. Martin. Mart, Caleb Martin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. If you get this last one, Beans, you have gotten five and you have beaten the allegations. All right. Center, Miami Heat. Bam. No way his first name's Bam. Yeah. Well, it's like Adris, but like that wasn't going to help you. He is commonly referred to as Bam. Ode? Something, something weird like that? Bam Ode? Close. Bam out of bio. Out of bio. Ah, see, I knew there was some more sentiment synonyms in there. You're not saying Christian Brown is also just like a I huge black like, eye on your it, uh, <laughs> It's a huge black eye on your ball knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hey, I yeah, gotta he, run guys. All right. Well, hey, Dylan, I, we appreciate I, it. This is this will be yeah. tacked on at the end, I promise. Just uh, next time, just text me, whatever. We'll stay in touch and kind of uh, go from Yeah, there. that sounds good, man. Yeah, Talk to you right. later. Appreciate Thanks you again, nice Dylan. Man. See you guys. Hey, tropical. Let's get tropical, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>